0: chip welcome to junk miles episode number who gives a shit right who cares about episode numbers
1: it's there's no numbers anymore we're in the new normal yeah the
0: new normal is no numbers we are let's just say august 2020 junk miles coming at you live on facebook live
1: live live on facebook live how you doing buddy i'm doing great i'm I, well you know i'm doing as great as great can be yeah you know that yeah uh I'm just I'm now looking. I'm a little distracted. Uh, Jeff, I'm gonna be complete. Can I be completely yeah. honest with you? I'm a little distracted right now. I'm just trying to figure out I'm trying to get the page set up so I can see our page. So if anybody's making any comments for us, they're you know, they're they're talking to us, they're they're liking us. I, know, I just want to make sure that we are uh, okay, good. I think I'm I think I'm here. I'm ready. Yeah. Now I'm good. Um Jeff, as they as they say in the music video business. Uh, I'm all yours. Gamma one, gamma two. <laughs> I just I completely made that up. Uh, I, I don't know if there is anything that, that those are just words I made up.
0: So you're coming out of slide from um, Chip Chantry headquarters, South Philly.
1: I am. Yes.
0: And I'm in uh, I'm in New Jersey, Chip.
1: Yeah. Jersey New Shore. Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I commented that you look like you're, you're in a very Jersey Shore bedroom right now. I am. There's no mistaking that that is not like that bed, as we were talking about, that wrought mm-hmm. iron framed bed definitely makes a lot of noise when you uh, roll over, when you get in and out of bed, you got to pee in the middle of the night, you're yep, waking the house up with that. There's, it's there's- an
0: old, very old, creaky cast iron bed, haunted, I believe. I believe I told you it's it's not a great bed because like the headboard is like just pieces of iron, right? Right. So if you want to like sit up in bed and yeah. read or- Edith's Hoagie, you your head is resting against either wrought iron or it's caught between two pieces of wrought iron.
1: Is that why people in New Jersey don't read?
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, okay. all beds, all Jersey Shore beds, pretty much look like this.
1: Right, right.
0: We rented this bedroom, uh, the family and I. They're huddled in a corner, so you can't see them. Okay, just to, just, just to the bedroom you, just
1: to your right, to your starboard side.
0: Right. Yeah. They're they're eating um, pork roll. vegan pork roll,
1: some Taylor ham, if you will. Vegan
0: Taylor ham. We're in New Jersey. We want to be like New Jersey shore people, but Mm -hmm. we're
1: vegetarians. We're annoying. So we make make our own vegan Taylor ham. Uh, I just made chicken for the first time. Can I say ever? It was the first time I ever cooked chicken was the other night with, uh, with the help of my lovely wife, uh, in the Instapot.
0: Oh, Instapot.
1: Yeah. I've been, uh, I gotta tell you for this, I don't know if you know this, Jeff, but, uh, uh, haven't been going out of the house much the last few months I've heard mm-hmm. and in that time uh, I've gone I'm not, I'm not I'm definitely not calling myself vegetarian I can't claim that title but I've gone very much vegetarian for the last few months on Friday nights we get uh Indonesian food from this great Indonesian restaurant on our block they're amazing they uh, I get a chicken dish and that's yep. the only uh, meat generally that I've eaten and it's just every Friday. And that's, it's, I, am kind of like the, uh, I'm like the carbon copy of a Catholic. I only eat meat on Fridays. <laughs> so, uh, the, the, the Pope can, uh, stick that incense in his pipe and smoke it if you know. What I'm wow. Yeah. So I, uh, I only, I've only been eating chicken on, on Fridays, but I actually did just make a chicken dish in the Instapot with the loving guidance of my wife, uh, the other day. And then, I gotta say, it was pretty good. I'm I'm pretty proud of myself.
0: At first I confused Instapot with a neti pot.
1: Okay. Well, what you do is you have <laughs> to get the chicken very shredded. I yeah. do have a story. I have a just um would the would the viewers like to hear a really disgusting graphic neti pot story?
0: Um, there's not many viewers right now, so maybe we can tell it. Okay. Now get it out of the way.
1: Right, right. right. So um This goes back a little over a decade ago. I'm going to call this 2008-ish. I was living with David James, comedian David James, Mm -hmm. out in Devon, Pennsylvania.
0: Very Uh, funny comedian David James. Well, yeah. All right. (laughs) We each have our own opinion.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, Good friend, uh, uh, former roommate, hilarious comedian. By the way, his album, uh, oh, Kidnapping Season, I think it's called, right? Kidnapping (laughs) Season is one of the – he recorded it last year before – actually, I guess this year maybe, before the shutdown a uh, really really funny album definitely get that uh david james but i was living with him i had terrible allergies which i still do i, I don't yeah. have I, you're I'm a mess out. i was told by a number of people after trying everything you got to try the neti pot got to try the neti pot so i tried the neti pot and for those of you who don't know it's like a little teapot short and stout short and here's stout, the right? handle here's the spout and you literally take it and you dump it so the water goes up into your nostril
0: mm-hmm. through
1: your nasal passages like a crazy straw, and then out your other nostril. And it takes with it all of the garbage that's in your nostrils, and your nasal passages. Well, I didn't read the fine print. So after that, I did it before bed and I laid down. <laughs> uh, well, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to do it like in the morning when you're up and around because water gets trapped in there. Water got trapped in like the back of my nasal passages and like dripped down into my ears. <laughs> And severely blocked both of my ear ears, so bad so that about a day later it was so bad and the pressure was building up so much, Uh, I I was at my now wife's apartment, my girlfriend at the time, Kim. Uh, I was in such pain I rolled over uh, and I felt liquid on the pillow. (laughs) It was blood. I ruptured an eardrum. Had to go to the emergency room. Yeah. You had to go to the
0: emergency room.
1: Yeah, because I had a ruptured ear. I was bleeding out of my ear. Uh, I didn't know what was happened. was the
0: neti pot still in your nose.
1: I will say it was dangling out of <laughs> the one side, but uh, but yeah. And then I've had problems with my ears ever since. Uh, just you know, things here and there. But uh, yeah, neti pot, uh, neti pot injury. I'll never, I'll never go back to it. No, I'm not saying you can't, but I'm just saying it's my own personal opinion.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know what? This is a warning to people. They, you know, a lot of people just willy nilly grab a neti pot. Hey, it's fun. It's something to do on the weekend, honey. We each get a netty pot. Yeah, right. Put on maybe something.
1: Like a his and hers netty pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: One, two, three. Ready, honey? Go.
1: Go. And you think
0: it's going to be fun. Next thing, they're in his and her emergency room beds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. yeah.
0: That's not great, Chip. Yeah. Chip, let's start off the show with something fun. I think, uh, consi- you know, ostensibly we're a fun podcast, so we probably should... Start out the show with something fun, right? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, recently, I was thinking to myself, like, I've lived in Philadelphia most of my uh, adult life, very proud to live, work in Philly, live right outside of Philly. Um, there are many Philadelphia things that I've never done that make okay. me feel like I'm a bad Philadelphian. Sure. So I'm putting this out there to people in your city or your area, like, tell us some of the things you've never done that you should have done not maybe overly touristy things, but like, this is going to probably shock you chip, but I've never watched an entire episode of it's always sunny in Philadelphia.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so I, I'll, I've, I haven't seen as many episodes as I should have, although it's been on for, I believe if I I got this right, 38 years, 38 years. Yeah. Yep. Um, I've watched a number of seasons and they are great, but I, I feel like it's a very weird thing where it's like, it is associated with Philly, but it's not like, it's not shot here in Philly or at least right. know, like most of it's not right. So I don't feel like it's like, Oh, the local guys, Philly people mm-hmm. to a certain extent. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pause for that. I will say great show. Very, very funny.
0: Great. Yep. Uh, Gerald Pescatore, never been to the Philly zoo. That's, that's pretty horrible, right? You've never been to the Philly zoo. No. Why not? Not me, Gerald Pescatore. Our, oh, 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 our running I'm coach.
1: I'm sorry, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: That I, seems weird.
1: I, you know what, I, I used to love zoos, and I I feel like I have a new perspective. Uh, some people say, you know, it is uh, it is a little cruel and unusual to cage those animals up, you know, to cage but, the to cage the elephant. To right, cage the elephant. That's
0: fine. You can cage the elephant. Right, but most zoos, Chip, are the opposite of that, and I I would guide you to a show called The Zoo. You could watch it on TV streaming about the Bronx Zoo. And basically a zoo's main mission is to rehab animals and then increase their populations in the wild by uh, maintaining these animals' health, learning about them, and learn what, you know. Okay. So, you know, I'm a pro-zoo person. I'm a pro-Philly zoo person. Tell me something you have not done in Philly, Chip. Um, Yeah, Gerald, get to the zoo for goodness sake.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll take a field trip there one day.
0: We should. We'll run yeah. through it. We'll have a little running. Me, you, and Gerard just running through as fast as we can.
1: I think that'd be great. There's the pandas. There's the the yeah. polar bears. There's the that. There's the, yeah. some more Bustle pandas. Snakes. Um, something that I haven't done. Uh, I will say I've never been to the. Uh, I've been to the art museum, but yeah. like not nearly as much. I li- I used to live literally across the street from the art museum. Like I lived on those apartment apartments right there on the parkway. I went there once in the two years that I was there, which is horrifying. Uh, but I've never been to the Barnes museum.
0: Oh, hard to get into.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very hard to get into.
1: Yeah. Uh, how about you? What's, what's something else you haven't done?
0: Chip, I, I can't name anyone currently on the Philadelphia Flyers right now. I, I, okay. I'm I not flyered up. Yeah. I'm not a hockey guest. This is just between you and me. Mm-hmm. I've seen more Philadelphia ultimate Frisbee league games than I have flyer games.
1: Hey, I, uh, I'm into that. I'll take it.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People out there were talking about things you've done that you haven't done in the city or area you lived in that you're embarrassed about. Yeah. Right. Chip, I, I, I have never, this is a rite of passage for many Philadelphia mm-hmm. teens and young adults. And I've never done this it feels weird saying it, but I've never ridden a moped through
1: Reading Terminal Market.
0: Never. Not never. once. Not 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 once.
1: You've never had like the friends open the double doors and you just g- gun it. Gun it. Wow. I'm okay. I'm glad you admitted that because I do have something uh to do. Uh I've never I'll, I'll say it right now. I this is embarrassing. I've never steak boxed before. <laughs> no. Yeah. And Obviously, you know what that is, right?
0: Well, you, you can tell <laughs> our viewers you've never steak boxed.
1: Well, obviously, it's a thing where you get one s- cheesesteak from Geno's, one cheesesteak from Pat's, you have friends duct tape it to your hands. <laughs> oh, no, and then you box a- another person who's done that with their cheesesteaks. It's kind of like in do you remember that one? I think it was a Steven Seagal movie or not, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, where they like s- blood sport or something like that, where they blood like sport. put the tape on their hands and they dip their hands dip in, in, in the glass glass, glass. Yeah. it's like that except with cheesesteaks wow and have never onions, done that those onions sink, never never once done that
0: i've watched yeah. videos like old youtube videos of people doing that it's like larry ferrari show and then like there's like a half hour show just showing steak fights it you was like sunday then. morning like you come home after church yeah. and it would be odd
1: yeah. Right. Uh, John, you know, Johnny Goodtimes just joined. Uh, Johnny I,
0: Goodtimes probably has done everything in Philadelphia you're supposed to do.
1: Yeah. Since Johnny's a little bit late as, you know, I mean, let's just face it. Um, he, Johnny, we're talking about, I like how we're doing a podcast just for Johnny Goodtimes right now. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, we're catching up. Uh, we're, we're admitting things that we've never done that we should have done in the city of Philadelphia. We never have done. Johnny, what's something that you have, and, and any of the other viewers right now, what's something that you have never done that you feel embarrassed about? Yeah, by be living in Philadelphia, and you just, you still haven't done. It, you know, um, I've never been to the Barnes Museum. I said, Jeff, uh, he's never. Uh, what was the first one you said? You've never. Uh, you've never watched. It's always sunny.
0: Right. Never watched. It's always sunny. Yeah. I'm not fired up. Yeah. And I've never ridden a moped through Reading Terminal Market. Right.
1: I've never gone. <laughs> I gotta be be honest with you. I've never gone Ben tipping.
0: Never gone van tipping.
1: Ben be- tipping. Oh, what could you uh? Tell me a
0: little bit more about Ben tipping.
1: Sure. That's when you see a Ben Franklin impersonator on the street and you come up from behind you, tip them over. Oh. It's, it's, it's usually you do it at night, but honestly, they're not roaming the streets at night that much. So you, right. a lot of times you have to do it during the day.
0: I've heard of it because basically, I think in any given moment in Philadelphia, there's 20 to 30 Ben Franklin impersonators, different parts of the city, pretty much just an, annoying the crap out of people.
1: Right. Right. Yes. No, that's that's, that's definitely the case.
0: Speaking of steak fights, this <laughs> yeah. is something, again, I know this is big in maybe Northwest Philly, North Philly, every, it's like another rite of passage. I haven't done it. I haven't eaten an entire Italian hoagie while walking across the Taconi Palmyra bridge.
1: Okay. I've never done that. I can see that. That is a good, uh, yeah, they call that, uh, they call that the big Palmyra,
0: <laughs> the big Palmyra. That's yeah. Right. They call
1: that the big, the big Palmyra. That's, that's what that's called. Yeah. Um, you know, I've never, uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm mean, going to be honest. Uh, I've never done the uh, the uh, Penn's Landing naked roller skate. No. No. That's uh, every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does it at once. Highly recommend it. Feel free. You, you're not going to see a starting line. No. What you want to do is just go have your skates on, your roller skates on, strip down, Yeah. and then just start roller skating. Other people will follow you. Hey, just mm-hmm. make sure it's Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Other people will be there fully clothed. But That's just fine. make
0: sure if you don't see anyone, just start out and eventually they will come. Yes. You yes. just start doing it. Strip down.
1: Inline skates or old school no, skates? No, 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 no. Old school skates. Old school uh, yeah, skates. Obviously, it has to be old school skates. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. Oh, uh, Gerard Pescatore. Uh, has never climbed the Grease Pole. What the? Get out of Philly, Gerard. Yeah, Gerard, you, you really need to leave. By the way, the Grease Pole, literally, uh, it is, it's is—it's one city block from where I'm sitting right now. It is right down the street. Not a lot, I, I will say this year, nobody's been climbing the Grease Pole. No? Uh, well, you know, a little thing called social distancing.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, had a, uh, pole. I had a very good friend in college uh, from Poland. Awesome guy, okay. Lech Walesa. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he was nicknamed the Grease Pole. He loved
1: ever- loved combing his hair back.
0: Sure, yeah. 80, he called himself the grease pole. Yeah, really yeah. nice guy. Yeah, here we Neil, go. By
1: the way, Neil August. Uh, he said, you know, he said there is the Philly uh, Philly Naked Bike Ride too. So, oh, uh, probably never done
0: in concert with the Philly Naked Roller Skating. Yeah, here we go. This good one from Johnny Johnny Nottingham, Johnny Good Times. He's never <laughs> exhumed Ben Franklin's body, replaced it with a lookalike, and sold the skeleton to a Saudi Arabian prince. Yeah. Wow. That seems weird because that's been the plot of three movies, two of which I believe M. Night Shyamalan has uh, has talked about. And it just seems I think he bases that on a lot of, you know, Philadelphians, mostly Delco. Yeah. Mostly Delco people do that. Um, It's fun.
1: I'll be I'll be honest with you. I've actually never gone because I'm usually out of town on vacation because it's this time of year. I've never gone to night M. Night Night. (laughs) <laughs> Which I don't know if you know what that is. It's of
0: course I do, Chip.
1: Mid to late August every year. Yep. It's uh, it's right in Rittenhouse Park, and uh, where you line up, M. Night Shyamalan, the mm-hmm. famous writer director, is kneeling in the middle of Rittenhouse Park, and uh, you are giving a sword, a ceremonial sword. You stand in line to get this. It, it right. costs like ten bucks. You stand in line. He's kneeling there, and then you knight. M night, Shyamalan. like you, you, dub, you dub him, you hold each, each M. shoulder, night and it's one night a year. So it's yeah, so it's night M night night. Uh, that it's, that is a great. It's kind of like the dinner dinner on Blanc, right? Except, except fun and not totally stupid. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. I've yeah.
0: heard again, Chip. I, I think I read about that in the latest issue of Philadelphia Magazine. Yeah, um, <laughs> Dan McQuaid wrote that one, special one.
1: Okay, hey, give Dan me McQuaid. give me an event or a place or something you could do, and I can equate it to something else in Philly.
0: Oh, like something? You
1: just, just give me an event that that happens in Philadelphia. It could be like a an annual thing, or just something that somebody might do, and I, I can I can give it to people. I can explain it to them in, in so many oh. words. Okay, so just give me an event that happens in Philadelphia or something. You what might about do
0: about the. It's similar to the Grease Pole. It's the. It's called. Um, what is it? It's a, uh, kissing William Penn.
1: Okay, kissing William Penn. So kissing William Penn is kind of mm. like the dinner on Blanc. Mm -hmm. except not totally pointless and stupid. (laughs) Give me another one. Give me me another one. Give me another one. The running of the Joey Merlinos? Okay, the running of the Joey Merlinos. It's kind of like the Dinner on Blanc, except not a complete waste of time and stupid.
0: Carol Broadbent, you've just joined. Please let us know something you haven't done in Philly that you feel like you should have done. You
1: should have done. Something you're embarrassed
0: about. And this is not just Philly. Anybody else out there, New Jersey, New York, Chip, what I was—I was alluding to. A lot of people have done this. Have a few beers in you. Get your buddies. You scale City Hall. Okay. Get to the top, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the Blarney Stone. You kiss the William Penn statue. I, you it's
1: know, a lot of I, fun. And it actually, which is weird, it actually brings you bad luck. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, people people do it because they think, "Well, I'm better than everybody. I've been doing so well. I guess I could use some bad luck." So, and then. Normally, what happens is they either fall to their death or get arrested. So, mm-hmm. obvious maybe that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Then
0: I chickened out. A lot of my buddies did it. I got about halfway up the building, City Hall, and uh, I just said I, I can't do. It. I got a little scared, Chip. I got to admit it.
1: Yeah, you know uh, something. I have never. I will say this: a lot of people get their uh, get their picture taken in Love Park. Mm-hmm. You know, in front of the love sign. Uh, yeah. I have never gotten an X-rated caricature uh, drawn of myself. <laughs> In Hate Park, which is about <laughs> six blocks north of there, people don't really know about Hate Park. It's uh, it's it's not a nice place. No. I'm going to say that a lot of tourists don't know about it. They probably should know about it. It's it's really a uh, a horrifying little place that terrible terrible things happen.
0: I do like the very large hate sculpture by Rob. You know they commissioned Robert Indiana not only to do the love one but to do the hate one as well. Yep. and he said a paycheck's a paycheck.
1: Yeah, hey, he's got to do it. Right, Abs- absolutely. A lot yeah.
0: of hate. um chip i know your wife has spoken about this she's done it a lot a lot of people i know it's the uh philly movie location tour for the 1998 mark Harmon jody foster philadelphia classic stealing home oh you've never done that i've never done i think you guys went a couple times wanted me to go oh we
1: go every october
0: every october basically a lot of people dress up they dress up as mark Harmon. they dress Mm -hmm. up as jody foster sure and everybody's just like quoting lines from the 1998 classic Stealing Home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's the way to do it. <laughs> oh, uh, Carol Broadbent. Hello, Carol. Yep. Uh, they, uh, see, like, they like to go, this is like their, their big thing. And if you haven't done this, I feel like you, you, if you haven't done this, Jeff, you, you mm-hmm. need to do this to be a Philadelphian. Uh, they go to Philly AIDS thrift to shop, which is mm-hmm. great. And then they go uh, to the Mexican food truck at 10th and Washington. Okay. Uh, which is a Philly staple. Johnny Goodtimes knows that, uh, knows that, uh, the, the taco burrito truck at 10th and Washington too. He can talk all about that. Great spot, really good burritos.
0: I haven't been there, but, and that's something, again, I
1: feel like, I just feel like I'm a bad Philadelphian. All right, have okay. you ever been to Philly by the way?
0: No. Good store.
1: Great store. No, like not, not good. St- great, great store. Store. It is. It's like four. I feel like it's like four row houses next to each other that have all been hollowed out. And it's it's just a great thrift shop. You can literally get anything there. Any kind of clothing, any kind of old DVDs, CDs, furniture, sporting goods, uh, just a, just a little bit of everything. They always have fun music playing. Do they have any uh, used netty pots? You know what? Um, there has been a law. <laughs> like, I don't want to get into all of the the inner workings of the Philadelphia government, but there, right. there was a law passed. Uh,
0: Not allowed to sell used netty pots.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I got a couple more. Again, I'm really embarrassed to say these. I'm just gonna say them. Yeah. Like I mentioned before, the running of the Joey Merlinos. We all put on our favorite track suits. Yeah. Um, I believe you start out uh, past Pashunk Ave, somewhere in South Philly. You spend ten minutes. Everyone launder's money. Yes. It's yep. like a good half hour of money laundering. <laughs> yeah. Drinking, and then you basically just run. Through South Philly, similar to the Rocky Run, yeah. But you also have people dressed up as undercover FBI informants, chase chase. You get to be either a Merlino or a Fed.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, no, that is a uh, that, that 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 is a good time. That's that's a really good time. Here's something you know that I never did, which and it was like there was a window, but maybe you know, hey, maybe maybe there'll be a chance again. Uh never once uh, got to visit Vince Fumo in prison. So that's something that, uh, you know, he was on the Pennsylvania, I never saw him in the Senate, never saw him in prison. So uh, so that's something I wasn't, you know, I missed my chance, but I, I have a feeling I'll have a chance again. That's all I got to say.
0: Hey, yeah. Have you ever uh, run up the Rocky steps dressed as Rambo? Uh,
1: I, I have. Yes and no. Okay. Uh, I have run up the Rocky steps many times, mostly dressed as his character from Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's popular to uh, to pick many different. Uh, I, I sometimes I, I've heard people have dressed up as Oscar from one of his greatest movies called Oscar from the movie the Oscar titular, titular character Oscar.
1: I don't think we um, can use that word on the air. It's oh. fun.
0: It's fun okay. to say.
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. Basically, uh, they don't allow you to dress up as Ram. Too many knives. People are dressing up as Rambo. I heard. Yeah. During mostly during the Philadelphia Thanksgiving Day Parade.
1: Yeah. You see, that's not a good look. It just doesn't. It's It's like, Hey,
0: this is Philadelphia's its finest. And there's just a bunch of people running up the stairs dressed as Rambo.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think I got two more and this is this pretty much everyone I went to college with you, everyone I know. I've never been sentenced to the veteran stadium's jail Uh, by judge Seamus McCaffrey. I've never just never gotten drunk enough.
1: A good time, yeah. I
0: haven't fought enough people the 700 level, sure. But every like all the people's photos, like selfies from the jail. Mm-hmm. Is it amazing to you that there was a jail in yeah. Veteran Stadium?
1: Yes, yes, uh, yeah. That's I, that's one of my favorite things in the world. It's like you know, like you see so many different ballparks around the country. It's like, what can we have? We can have super boxes. We can have a yep. a small carnival. We can have a water slide in the back. Of the thing. It's like Philly, we got it. Prison in the basement.
0: And and they hired a an esteemed judge to work during the game. There were so many miscreants causing trouble at Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles games. They needed a judge. Yeah. On call and they needed a jail built into the stadium. It's like, hey, restrooms, <laughs> yeah, cheesesteak stand, super pretzels. Some merch, jail, Rita's water ice. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Jill yep. Pescatore has never been to the Mummer Museum or the uh, the Muter Music. A oh, Mummer Museum or Mummer Parade? Because there's a the Muter
1: Museum as well. There's Muter, the Muter, Muter, Museum. The Muter Museum, which is highly re- you've you've yeah I've, been, I've actually been there many times. I've Super been. creepy, but very super creepy worth but great. It. It's such a fun fun place. But uh, the M- yeah Mummer Museum, just a couple blocks from me never been inside
0: I don't think you should yeah I don't think you'd like what you'd find out yeah there, yeah right yes there are you know when mummers die they can be buried in the museum
1: is that right mm-hmm. just in the in the in the bones of, of the museum I did yeah. see a, a very nice uh, very out of shape gentleman walking down the street <laughs> the other day in South Philly that had a t-shirt that said mummer lives matter
0: that's great. Yeah, he gets it. He really he gets, gets it, it. He really
1: understands he's in the zeitgeist. And uh, uh, if they really did matter that much, I think he'd be taking more care of his life, but uh, apparently not.
0: Did you know the mummer museum is actually built on a mummer graveyard chip and I don't, I don't want to freak you out. They removed the headstones. Yeah. But, but they.
1: But. I think I saw a documentary about this. Yeah. And they they removed the headstones, but they didn't remove the casket. They didn't remove the bodies. Right. And I remember this one scene in the um, in the in, in the documentary where the one guy who was he was uh, he he you know one of the investigators he was investigating this. He he went into the bathroom. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yep. And he was looking in the mirror, mm-hmm. and then his face started getting all weird, and he literally started ripping the flesh from his face Mm -hmm. as he was doing the box step and he had a little (laughs) umbrella and he was ripping he was ripping the the skin and flesh from his face until it was nothing but just a dripping skeleton and he had a tiny little umbrella and he was walking around with it the good part was though the nice part about him he was in blackface at the time of course ripped all the blackface off so therefore no longer offensive so I i think that is a really nice uh nice way to end it was a nice way to wrap up that that scene of the documentary
0: yeah it's weird it's just you would think mummers would would have thought to remove the bodies and (laughs) mummers are bad but imagine being haunted by like dead mummers right
1: oh it's gotta be it's that song
0: golden slippers playing over and uh, over
1: yeah just just come on fellas let's 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 wrap it up by the way uh Got to Can we can we talk about the movie Poltergeist just for a second?
0: Always, we can always talk about Poltergeist. One of the greatest movies ever.
1: If it wasn't for the scene where the gentleman ripped the skin off his face, uh, I don't think anyone in my second grade class would have had anything to talk about my entire <laughs> second grade year. Because that's I think that's all we talked about was that scene. Hey, hey, hey! Remember the scene in Poltergeist where the guy rips his face off? I think that's all we talked about. We didn't talk politics. We didn't talk religion. We were in second grade. Uh, there was nothing else to talk about. Literally, all we talked about was the scene in Poltergeist where the guy ripped his face off. That, that's you know, it.
0: You know what I loved about those movies, like especially Poltergeist. Closing. By the counters- way, it is on.
1: It is on Netflix, and I just watched Ooh. it last week. Still holds up. Great movie. Good to know. Yeah. The thing I
0: really enjoyed about Poltergeist, E.T. Uh, close encounters. I believe and by the way, do you
1: mean E.T. are you talking about entertainment tonight or ET the extraterrestrial?
0: Entertainment tonight okay. with yeah. Okay. <laughs> Actually the movie chip. Okay. Um the naturalistic acting <laughs> in it. It was so like, you know, movies today, a lot of it just so overly scripted, mm-hmm. overly quippy. Yeah. The way when it was just family time, the way the family interacted with each other, yep, and just kind of talked hesitantly, not paying attention to each other. It was just so real. It was such like, I remember being young and being like, wow, this is how like families talk and are dismissive with each other. It wasn't
1: quippy. It wasn't Aaron Sorkin. Yes. yes, Like now you
0: can't have movies where it's quip versus quip. It's like dumb dad and that like whole naturalistic acting. I got to give Spielberg credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whoever directed and wrote those movies, they did a really good job of of the family dynamics.
1: Well, even when E.T. was on, like when E.T. talked, he talked like a real E.T. would, oh. like an actual E.T. You know, he was, I was like, this doesn't seem like an actor playing an E.T. This is, this is he feels like an actual E.T. just being an E.T.
0: Like with an E.T. Like that's how the E.T. would talk with his own E.T. family.
1: Right, exactly, yeah. Um. I will say, I think I did see this in a you know documentary or whatever uh i don't know if it was the extent of his audition or interview or whatever but uh henry thomas i think his name was the guy who mm-hmm. played Elliot. yeah do you remember when he was showing do you remember the scene where he's showing et his star wars figures yeah and like he said, i think that's what St- spielberg i think just had henry thomas like oh here are your star wars figures where yeah, just, just tell me about your star wars figures and like he like told him all about him and like that's how he, he cast him apparently see being real.
0: Keeping it way, real.
1: By the way, you know this is the thing that hopefully the people at home are listening, watching right now. Jeff, this isn't totally scripted. Jeff and I are no. pretty much just off the cuff. These aren't lines that we have memorized. We don't, we don't have a team are. of writers, Chip. We're, we're just trying to be our – well, I mean, we have a team of writers, but we just
0: – Very dismissive of them.
1: Yeah. yeah they
0: write stuff. Them. We just ad-lib, and they don't – every time we ad-lib, they get a little bit taken out of their paycheck.
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah, they haven't been paid uh, once this entire uh, podcast.
0: I have one last thing that I'm embarrassed about being in Philadelphia that I've never done. I've never killed a friendly robot.
1: Are you serious? No. Uh, Speaking of E.T., yeah, like no aliens, no robots. You killed like a traveling robot, one that's a traveling
0: robot looking to spread goodwill, I believe, from Canada. Like people in Philadelphia, they... They're they're very eager to kill robots. Really and I got to say, nip it in the bud. Eventually, a good robot
1: will become sentient. Yep. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. People vilified those people for, for murdering that robot. Mm-hmm. We don't know what his capabilities were. I said, exterminate that robot. Get rid of him before Get he turns on us and brings the rest of his robot brethren.
0: <laughs> Do you remember that robot's name, Chip?
1: Hitchbot was it Hitchbot? Hitchbot, that's right.
0: Yeah. Named after
1: uh, uh Alfred Hitchbot.
0: <laughs> Very close. Named after the smash hit movie starring Will Smith and um Paul Blart Hitch.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Right? That's what that's what it was. I
0: believe the robot was supposed to resemble Paul Blart. Yeah. Actor. Yeah. Um and Will Smith was supposed to be part of the tour but he had other commitments
1: yeah uh by the way uh, johnny good uh, johnny good times uh one thing i'm ashamed to say i've never done is record by chance uh the audio of a car accident <laughs> just off of kelly drive and then jump in the school to save a woman from the car uh but uh follow me here turns out someone else recorded the video of the accident mm-hmm. and when combined with the audio proves that neither the driver w- that that the driver was shot this was no accident but the killer kidnaps the woman mm-hmm. and i have to drive my jeep up the steep uh steps of city hall to try to rescue her anyways never done it still on my philly bucket list
0: that's called a travolta a lot of people do it mm-hmm. a lot of film buff audio engineers to big you know fun thing to do yep um maybe he should get out more yeah right yeah very philly
1: mm-hmm
0: so anybody else, um, let us know. We're gonna still, we're gonna move on to another topic, another thing, a fun thing. But let us know if you haven't done anything in your city. Ashamed about? It'd be great to know. Now, Chip, we have a thing called uh, Doc Talk where you and I watch a lot of documentaries. We do. And the thing that I like about the documentaries we watch right now, I think a big thing is stress free. We don't want. <laughs> I don't want you know the award-winning doc about you know, some heavy topic, endangered children, um, pandemics around the world, horrible uh, leaders who came to office and we can't get rid of them. Those robot,
1: of robot beatings.
0: Robot beatings. I like music docs and I like documentaries about outray subjects, weird slices of life. Right. Yes. So recently I know this is on your list, but I just watched the Action Park documentary. Yes action park i think most people know if you live in the jersey area you live in philly new york it was a, an extreme water park uh late uh, early 80s all the way through 90s where pretty much havoc ruled uh there was pretty much no rules all the rides the water rides the racetrack were not heavily supervised there was there wasn't a thing called osha overseeing any of the building it was pretty much this like guy who made his money in penny stocks, a kind of like slimy character took over and created an amusement park, many dangerous rides. Um, but I went there as a youth really not knowing the first time how dangerous it was and then once I was there realized how dangerous it was but kept going back. So the documentary just highlights basically kids teenagers ran the place. they were the lifeguards they were in charge of, security and just how insanely crazy it was they sold beer these rides were dangerous one thing i remembered there you'd get to the top of a mountain and they would hose your back down and you would both two lines you'd go down just this tube and it's probably like 30 feet you would just shot out about 10 feet into the air about 15 feet down, and you would hit very super cold water. It wasn't like a pool. It was stream water. Okay. It was in the mountains of New Jersey, super cold. And I remember the first time I did it, you hit that water, it hurt, and then you were, like, in this freezing cold water, and you, like, you go in shock. Like your muscles can seize. Yes, yeah. and so many people got hurt just from that. But one of my favorite memories, my friend Phil Antonides, did not get his back wetted. So oh, no. he went down halfway in and stopped. Uh uh-uh. So he literally had to like scoot his way for the final, like 10 yards. And all we remember, like where the hell's Phil, where the hell's Phil, we see him come out of the tube and you just see his eyes, like his giant bug eyes. And we're all like, jump, jump. And he just kind of fell into the water. And as he's falling in, another guy just zoomed right. Literally Chris Traeger voice, literally, 10 seconds after him flying over because the teenagers weren't even looking they're just like next no, yeah next so the doc does a really good job of explaining how dangerous it was a lot of the talking heads which i was there just like that's when everything was fun when your parents didn't know where you were and you just went there and you know bedlam ruled but then the thing that made me happy was I started reading the book about it, and the book was by the guy's son. His son paints it like my dad was an innovator. He was this amazing guy. He didn't play by the rules. And I'm like, nope, stop reading, because people got killed.
1: Right. Because of this why jerk, there are rules.
0: He basically created a fake insurance company to insure it. He was told by many people, get rid of rocks here, here. People got killed because of his negligence. So another part of the doc, I'm not going to ruin it for you, was that where they showed, hey, it wasn't all fun and games. Yeah, Really good doc. Um, Our friend Greg Gethard's uh, younger brother, Chris Gethard, big part of it, talking head, probably talks for the majority of it about how crazy it was when they were used when they went there. That brings me to a topic, a little long-winded, but yeah, Dave Walk, you would love it. I know you want to see that, Doc. Watch it. It's crazy stuff that you did, because the, the thing was, you heard about this dangerous water park. When you're 17, you're like, well, then I want to go there. Right. Right? Now, Chip, I know you were pretty play-by-the-rules. Yeah. Color very the lines. respectful young lad, right? Yeah. yes. You're listening to your REM on your Walkman. Mm-hmm. You're maybe not rocking right? You're not riding your moped through um riding terminal market any terminal markets any yeah. terminal market. Yeah. What are some of the crazy things you did as a youth, or would you consider crazy at the time? And well, people-
1: and, and then I, I did and like I was just thinking of some things that weren't even crazy. Like I didn't do. I was a pretty. Yeah. straight and narrow kid, but like just by the, the like, we just, cl- we would just climb trees. Yeah. First of all, climbing trees. We would climb as high as we can on any oak tree, on any elm tree, on, on the largest trees we could, in the middle of the forest, somebody's yard, 60, 80, 100 feet in the air. No yeah. wires, no, no ropes, no helmets. And like you climb off the side of a building that that's high, that <laughs> like the police are coming the The fire department is coming. You'll be institutionalized. You'll be put under seventy two hour surveillance. But if it's a tree and it's the eighties, it's like go for it, kid. And we would just fall off and bang our heads. You know, break an arm and just you know wait six weeks and then do it again.
0: That I would say that was also us too. It was just gi- climbing giant trees, yep. leaping from like branches to branches, yep. and never like looking down. And then going to like you know amusement parks. Just finding the craziest, highest rides. Once, this is the weirdest thing. I've never had a fear of heights, never had a any sort of like vertigo. Or once I had kids, I went to a kiddie amusement park in York, PA called Dutch Wonderland. Of course. And I went on, this is going to sound crazy, the, uh, the Sky Tram that takes you from one part of the park to the other. Yeah. And I had Una, who was two and a half. We get locked in. Julia and Kelly are in front of us and they're waving. The second we get over the park, I had a panic attack. Like I froze. I clenched my (laughs) hands on the bar and I was scared to death because I look down and then I just see my happy little daughter like next to me and I'm, and I just grabbed her and I'm just like, honey, honey, we're going to be okay. She's like, yeah, no shit.
1: Yeah, I know (laughs) we're going to be okay. And
0: And ever since then, I'm at amusement parks with the family. All I do is hold their bags while they go on rides.
1: You know, it's, the guy, it's funny. I was always the roller coaster kid. Yeah, wanted to go on all the rides. Uh, when my when my wife and I started dating, that first summer, I think we went. I think it was the same summer we went to Dorney Park and Hershey Park on you know different points during the summer. Went on every ride and we loved it. It was great. Okay, so I was an adult. Okay, when I did mm-hmm. this, and then I'm going to say about four or five years later, we decided to go back to Hershey park. We're like, let's go again. It's been a couple of years to Go to Hershey park, got there early, got in line for this big roller coaster. We were all excited. We get on this roller coaster. We both got off. We, we did the roller coaster. We got off and then we were just walking afterwards and like, neither of us said anything. And I don't know who piped up first, but we both admitted that we both just felt terrible. And like our equilibrium was all thrown off, we were dizzy, we were nauseous, and we just realized we've both aged out of (laughs) roller coasters, and we just physically can't do them anymore. So literally, we just walked around the rest of the day. I think the only other ride we went on was the monorail, because we're like, uh, yeah, handle that. Yeah, we were just spinning the rest of the day. My daughters. uh, Also, we also ate a a fistfuls of hash brownies that morning. Did I mention that? I don't know if I did. I say that. Yes. I, um, it, it was, it was brownies. It was, it was Hershey yeah.
0: Park. So, yeah. My, uh, my daughters, they make lists of the names of roller coasters I could go on. Okay. And they're like, oh, the I like inc- this. The Inchworm. Yep. The Inchworm Jr., you know, along those lines of sure. the most. And I'm like, mm, maybe a little too fast. We'll see. Yeah. They love it. They love <laughs> the, the R5. Fact, yeah. Yeah. That I can't go on any rides. Yeah. And it's nice because Kelly will go on the rides. I hold all their stuff and yeah. it's not bad. Yeah. But uh, I do remember, I think the most dangerous thing, like in college, I'd leapt from like one balcony to another to g- get my friend into her apartment because she locked herself out, but her window was open. And I'm yeah. like, sure. I'll... It was six feet from one balcony to the other fifth floor. Yep. Didn't think twice about it. And I just leapt. And she screamed. She didn't think I was going to do it. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I am literally turned around the air. I'm like, I'm fine. Just, I'm fine. Landed, no problem. Just, yeah. And then after I landed, I looked down. I'm like, ah, oh, that's pretty high up. And like, you just wouldn't, wouldn't think. No. And then Chip, once um, I was on top of two giant towers in the city, I threw one end of a, of a steel, like rod type rope to another, Okay. Probably about a hundred yards across. My friend caught it. I'm really good at throwing stuff. Right. And I just had this giant, giant, like javelin thing. Okay. And I just walked across midair about a thousand feet up in the air from one of the giant towers to the other. It was like, yeah, I was young. Yeah. I did. It was just crazy. You know, I just, something I wanted to do. Wow. It was fun.
1: Wow. That's, that's, that's great. That's a, that, that sounds interesting. You know, it's funny. My, my, I have an uncle who, I mean, obviously, you know, evil Knievel, the famous, yes, heard okay. of them. you know, how he, you know, he jumped over 14 school buses. Mm-hmm. Well, my uncle, uh, washed all those school buses actually oh. the next day, you know, they got dusty and everything. He washed mm-hmm. the school buses, So I thought that was a pretty, you know, nice claim to fame. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, here, here's something that I did. Uh, okay just riding our bikes bmx bike riding
0: Mm -hmm.
1: all we wanted to do was build ramps so we would just have ramps you know made out of wood rock whatever and just just barrel down the street or barrel down the driveway and just you know just hit those try to get as much air as we can uh we would do tricks on never never a helmet there was no there was no helmets involved I, i specifically remember i was in seventh grade i was practicing doing wheelies on my bmx bike now, it was, it was a very quiet suburban street that I lived on, but I did, uh, I, I was, do, I was doing a wheelie. I fell backwards and smacked my head on the street and like lost consciousness. Really? And, oh yeah. Lost. And like, it could have been just for a few seconds. Could have been for a minute or two. I don't know. But just got back up, uh, wipe myself off, brushed myself off and just kept riding my bike. Didn't even, really? think, didn't even, re- yeah. Didn't even report it to, uh, the, uh. rest of the uh, family yeah
0: carol broadbent on her last roller coaster ride with kimberly she buried her face in her shoulder and she believes she dislocated her nose on the ride.
1: i mean that's how dangerous rides can be carol i mean that is yeah here's uh, here's
0: one i think we all can relate to johnny nottingham johnny good times he once drove his jeep up the steps of city hall trying to stop john lithgow from killing a woman
1: yeah yeah i think that's
0: that's like such a rebellious kind of leaving the house. You're not going to tell me what to do, mom and dad. Right. Take the Jeep. The family's like, where's the four by four? Next thing you know, you're saving a woman from.
1: Yep, yeah, from, from the clutches of John Lithgow. The by clutches. the way, uh, right. this is such a dangerous uh, segment that uh, the Junk Miles oh. poster just fell down. I mean, that's how crazy things are getting right now. So we'll see if this lasts.
0: Carol Broadbent suffered a deviated septum. That's the worst kind of septum to have. Yeah, you can have some really good septums, but you
1: don't want them deviated.
0: You don't hear enough good things about normal septums. You know what I'm saying, Chip? Yeah,
1: oh In yeah. In the news, it's always okay, like,
0: is... it's they're always harping or just on the deviated septums. How about a yeah. feel good story about a nice unified septum?
1: Yeah, or not like- deviated. There's never like a, like a septum pageant, like mm-hmm. the, the girl with the prettiest septum, you know, look how mm. not deviated it is. I will say this. I went to an ear, nose, and throat doctor a couple years ago. Be Sort of related to the neti pot, mm-hmm. I was told that I obviously broke my nose at at least one point in my life because I had a very deviated septum. No recollection of breaking my nose. But apparently probably, they're like, no, you definitely broke your nose at some point. So,
0: probably wheelie related or
1: bunny hop related. D- it definitely could. Yeah, I think I did an endo. Maybe. Endo. Nice. yes, yeah, Could have been an endo. You know, here, you, you know here's, here's another little thing that, uh, that you, you just don't even think about anymore, but like I remember when we were in, and I'm giving this away, like family secrets, but this was just the way it was. I remember getting a new station wagon when I was in third grade. Mm-hmm. Third, So what am I, eight years old maybe? Yeah. Third, third grade. Uh, it was the big thing was, all right, now that we have the new station wagon, we're all wearing seatbelts. I was in third gross. grade. Like that was the thing. Like So it's like there was not really seat. I mean, we had car seats when we were very young, but then it was just like, well, seatbelt. if you're in the back seat, who, need, who needs a seatbelt, really? So, so all of a sudden, you're like,
0: easy. this is a nice car. We don't want to get blood.
1: Blood all over the upholstery. All over street, So let's lock. over the nice dashboard.
0: Lock the boys in now. hmm Right? We always
1: used to sit in the back in our old station wagon. Did you do this? to sit in the, the back, back. Yeah, lay in the back. The way back. Watch, mm-hmm. like, shoot people yep. like behind you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was.
0: You put this the seatbelt in right next to the cigarette ash tray, yep. right, yep. in the car.
1: Yeah. Yep yeah uh fantastic yeah
0: yeah
1: anything else crazy that you did uh jeff yeah,
0: no nah, i'd say it was probably jumping tree uh, climbing trees jumping from balconies walking uh across a very thin wire building stuff like yeah. that just yeah. normal normal kid stuff yeah um so that's so you definitely watch the action park doc really good H- yeah i'm looking act.
1: forward to that looking forward to that
0: And I believe I talked about this maybe on a podcast I did, but there's a great feel good doc. And I know I loved it. Greg Gethard, I told him about it. If you love ska, or you even like ska, or you even like one song from the third wave ska boom of the mid to late 90s, there's a documentary called Pick It Up Ska in the 90s. Okay. was like i said whether you like ska or not everyone in the band they're all just super nice they were just happy their geeky music Mm -hmm. came to the forefront for a while no one's bitter no one's complaining at the end that you know the world just wasn't ready for us and they discarded us it was like the lead singer real big fish was like holy crap people cared about us for five years that was awesome We're still playing the music. We still love it. We're back to our small niche. But for those five years where like Goldfinger was ruling the radio, Real Big Fish, Mm -hmm. No Doubt, The Aquabats, everybody they interviewed was so likable. You know, it made you feel like it was a really good scene. And I don't want to, again, ruin anything, but just watch it. You literally are like smiling through most of it. And then they would play a song. You're like, oh, my God, I remember that song. wasn't so bad um a lot of people were like while they were in the band they kind of knew it was not sustainable and one of the reasons was they're like you know we're the second band on a punk bill um where you get maybe 150 dollars you divide it by four people and that's pretty good night with a ska band you're like here's 150 dollars. divided by 12 people
1: yep exactly
0: yeah (laughs) and they're like maybe we need to get rid of Two of the three trombone players, right? Yeah, (laughs) and then, uh, and then it also is a little heartening because you know, some of the people in the ska bands were in punk bands before, but all of the horn sections they interviewed them, they're like, Yeah, we're just nerds in our marching band. And then, like, the cool kid came to class and said, Hey, you guys want to be in a band? They're like, Well, we only play trumpet and trombone. He's like,
1: That's fine, (laughs) yeah, come on, come on down, we got you.
0: Next thing we know. We're playing a punk club and girls are looking at us and it was awesome.
1: Uh, that's great. Okay. I got to watch it.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's called um, pick it up. Sky in the nineties. Yeah. So that's doc talk with chip and Jeff, not doctor talk. We're not giving
1: doctor. Uh, right. We're we not allowed to anymore. Uh, not since that one says, episode. Holy ooh. crap. Yeah. Is uh, she I, still in the hospital? If, if I can yeah. offer some doc uh, doc talk doc rex what's up docs what's up docs
0: what's up docs
1: i went i i went the complete opposite end of the spectrum from from you the feel good fun unfortunately um first of all music wise i might have mentioned this doc before but i we i just showed it to my wife recently uh it's on youtube uh it's called a skin too few Mm -hmm. documentary of nick drake oh uh very somber it's it's the most british thing i've ever seen in my entire life (laughs) Like it's like autumn and cold the whole time and rainy, but beautiful. Yeah. And just very somber, the beautiful music, very slow. And it's one of my favorite things to fall asleep to. So, uh, so that's one I, I'll watch. And then, uh, the other docs I watched, I did watch, uh, some horrifying ones. I did watch the six part documentary. I'll be gone in the dark, the Michelle McNamara. I will, uh,
0: would who, never watch that. Who
1: is married to Pat yeah. Oswalt. Very, right. very horrifying, but great. Yeah. And then, uh, just going to throw it out there. The documentary tread.
0: Yeah. Don't tell anyone what's about. Just say, watch the documentary. Yes. Tread.
1: Yes. just right? Watch, watch the documentary tread. It's on Netflix. It's a be, It's an hour and a half long. The first 45 minutes, the first half, uh, uh, Johnny Goodtimes and I were actually talking about this because he only saw the first half of it. And he was like, it's kind of slow and boring. It's it starts a little slow, but like you can follow it. It's fine. It's yeah. good. And then the second half gets batshit crazy. And I love it. Yep, yeah, yeah. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Johnny, good times. Yes, I did hear the Pie Tasters, and they're featured in the doc. Uh, someone from the Pie Tasters, I believe, was interviewed in Pick It Up, Sky in the 90s. Chip, we're going to an important topic now that I think many people would enjoy. It's summer. It's August. It's hot. Today, me and the girls, we went out, did a little shopping for someone special's birthday coming up. And I said, let's get some ice cream, right? Middle yeah. of the day, ice cream for lunch, love delicious. It.
1: Yeah. Are you a fan of ice cream, Chip? Uh, I've never actually tried it. Never tried it. So I, I'd assume t- I'd assume it's good.
0: It's good. I know you. There's some things from where you grew up, the environment you grew up in, just wasn't around.
1: Right. Right. We just didn't have access.
0: Um, I'm gonna give you. You know, I love not only ice cream. I love history, Chip. I'm going to give you the uh, most popular ice cream, fla- old-time ice cream flavors. Okay. Back in the day when things were different. Okay. Way back, let's say 1800s, 1900s. Do you want to hear the most popular ice cream flavors? I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. Here we go. Number one, butter pecan. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm a butter pecan fan. Yeah. yeah. Number two, rum raisin.
1: Uh, I, I don't even know if I've ever tried rum raisin ice cream. I'll be honest. That's like, a it, it, that's a, it, not like, to be
0: ageist, but that's an old person ice cream. Yeah.
1: It's like, I don't need, I don't need that. It's like, I feel like I'm it, a, I don't need to be drunk. I'm just no. having some ice cream and right. B raisins. It's, like I'm no. am I in am I in trouble? Like, I feel like that's like punishment. That would be a punishment ice cream. Like, Oh, did you talk back to your mother? Have this dish of rum raisin ice cream right now? Like, no dad, don't make us. It's like, right. yes, eat it you're right now. You're getting
0: drunk and you're having the worst
1: fruit ever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here, do you want some do you want some hot fudge on it? Oh no. Instead, you're getting butterscotch. Not Ugh. butterscotch, Dad. That's yeah. gross.
0: Chip number three. Uh 20 print Jimmies. How about Jimmies? Just green <laughs> Jimmies.
1: It's like, oh, we don't want green Jimmies, Dad. It's a, it has to either be the chocolate or the rainbow. And he's like, you're getting just green Jimmies. And so now it looks like it's a uh it's just a St. Patrick's Day treat that nobody wants. Oh, and then it's like, oh, you're crying out. I'll give you something to cry about. Here's a shamrock shake. It tastes like cold. It tastes like cold toothpaste, dad. Don't make us drink it. You'll drink it now. But you still
0: never had ice cream as kids. No.
1: Well, yeah, we're going to stick to that story. All yeah, right, stick to that. Go
0: ahead. We, uh, only had punish,
1: th- we only had punishment ice cream.
0: Punishment ice cream, not real ice cream. Yeah. All right. N- number three on the list. Popular old time ice cream flavors. 20 prune skidoo. 20 prune Ooh. skidoo. That sounds like a good one yeah. yeah I don't know if I'd ever try that but it was very popular back in the day yeah also Clementine bread dough Clementine bread
1: dough that sounds good
0: what I'm guessing is there wasn't cookie dough back then and they, they made do with uh, yeah yeah this odd fruit Clementine and bread dough
1: yeah
0: here's one uh, artichoke chunk
1: Ugh. Ugh.
0: I I think people like chunky parts of their ice cream.
1: Yeah, but not yeah. Just you don't need an art. But back
0: then, Chip, you have to understand. Back then, if you got an artichoke in your stocking for Christmas, that was like awesome.
1: Yeah, a fresh that was a artichoke big, for big a kid. Deal. Yeah,
0: kids yeah. loved artichokes.
1: By the way, Johnny Goodtime said that Twenty uh, Prunes could do is one of his favorite ska bands.
0: <laughs> pick it up! Pick it up! Pick it up!
1: Um, chicory,
0: chicory flavored ice cream.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All the kids love that one. I like a nice chicory shake.
0: (laughs) I know a lot of civil war soldiers. A big treat for them was a big bowl of chicory ice cream.
1: Yeah. Can I get a chicory blizzard, please? (laughs) Uh, Extra extra anchovies.
0: Chip, uh, a lot of the Irish immigrants came over and they brought some of their um, some of their favorite flavors and recipes. Uh, Boiled potato ice cream was it was soft. Right. Yeah. It, it was, was buttery. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It
0: was popular. Uh,
1: by the way, Carol Broadbent said she only had cherry vanilla ice cream because it was her mom's favorite.
0: See, that's just your parent being overbearing, Carol, and just forcing you to eat what she ate, even though cherry vanilla was not good. Um, another flavor. This, this is an old one. Sorghum. Oh, <laughs> that sounds that's
1: that sounds good.
0: Most people don't know what sorghum is, and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, why would you? But back then, flavors weren't so much important as just the idea of flavors back then. Right. Yeah, it was, it was thought. It was
1: thought. It was of, the yeah. thought that. Yeah.
0: Um, fig La- rip, Fig ripple.
1: Fig ripple. That's fig Yeah, ripple. that sounds really good. Yeah. That sounds um, a little
0: better than sorghum.
1: My great-grandmother used to try to make us for dessert. She would make a big thing, and she would get out all the ingredients, and it was like a make-your-own-sundae but she mm-hmm. but she would have all the ingredients out and it was a uh, she would make witch hazel splits <laughs> okay yeah they weren't they it. weren't very, they weren't very good
0: i love when you you go into like a grandma's house and there's a bottle of witch hazel <laughs> yeah like, and you're just like grandma what are, what the hell are you doing she's, yeah she's there yeah right yeah. making splits two more chip two my, more my my
1: um, my grandmother actually had uh ovaltine Remember Ovaltine? Yeah, we she drank Ovaltine. Jars and jars of Ovaltine. Uh, mm. But then we found out that it was actually because that's where she would hide uh, her packets of cocaine. She would oh, have kilos Jesus. of them. And but it, it would throw off the dogs. The dogs would sniff the Ovaltine. Mm. Wouldn't, yeah.
0: We joked when we had Ovaltine as little. We were just like, mom, dad, can we just get quick? They're like, no, Ovaltine's better for you. Yeah. You literally could put an entire jar of Ovaltine into the milk and it still wouldn't be chocolatey enough. No, Like it never got to the point where it was chocolate milk. Next door, your friend's taking the Hershey syrup, just going, whoop. And it's the most chocolatey chocolate milk ever. Yeah. DJ and I are just shoveling Ovaltine. Team. Ovaltine team, was like grab.
1: And you have to do that thing where you like, it floats up to the top and yep. it's still dry. So you have and to you gotta sink like, it down. Yep. It's kind of like, it, you know, it's kind of like when you take a, when you, when you, when you take somebody out into the east river mm-hmm. you know you gotta you either have to put their feet in the
0: weigh them feet, down
1: in, in in the thing or you have to cut open their lungs so they don't float and just you know dry right. same thing with all the same same thing yeah
0: we got two more flavors chip from old time ice cream flavors tomato berry tomato berry that sounds good sounds good sounds fresh Delicious. at least yeah and the number one i think everybody again this might have been the um irish immigrants but cabbage and cream Uh, big bowl of green cabbage and cream mm, ice cream
1: mm, 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 mm.
0: you boil the i believe you'd boil it to within an inch of its cabbage life put it in an ice cream maker which was basically a a wooden barrel with a stick yep you go to the mercantile get some butter Mm -hmm. heavy cream yep and just literally a shitload of boiled cabbage and every the fun part was you'd have a party. Everyone would take turns, just yeah, just creaming that yep.
1: cabbage. Yep. Well, and you remember, but do you remember that old jingle, that old radio jingle that used to play? They'd be like, "What would you do for a cabbage and cream?" What would you do
0: for a cabbage and cream? People yeah, yeah. like in old timey gear. Yeah. Just a giant bowl of yeah. of like barely green, yellowish and just Irish immigrants around looking yeah. at it. Like it's the greatest, like, yeah. Would you sell your seventh child Cecil
1: to the gypsies? And it's like, <laughs> yes, I would.
0: And for then some get-
1: Cabbage and cream. Yeah.
0: I want some boiled potato, mommy. Sure thing, hon. Like you could have them both, right? Like the rich people back then would have a big plate of boiled potato, ice cream, cabbage and cream, ice cream. I yeah. believe me back in the day, I'd be with the chicory and sorghum ice cream. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep.
1: Chip, what is your, what's your go-to flavor, buddy? Um, you know, you, you, you can never go wrong with chocolate. I got to say you can never go wrong with chocolate. Um, I will say a good Briars Neapolitan, you know, you just, you mix it up, you go for everything, but then if you go, uh, if you go ben and, Jer- ben and Jerry's some fish food, which is chocolate and it's just decadent, or, you know, I'm going to, I got to go. I know this is a very hippie-ish of me because I'm going fish food. Or if you want to feel a little bit better about yourself, a little Cherry Garcia, yeah, a little bit th- lighter. Uh, just, you do get those real cherries in there. Um, I'm going to go with that. How about you, Jeff?
0: I'm uh my, again, my kids will make fun of me to I'm a very boring. I am a uh, vanilla and chocolate. Like you said to Neapolitan, you throw in that strawberry and I'm like, whoa, slow down. Slow yeah. down. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Slow down. There's things in that. There, I guess, are strawberries in there. Yeah. Um, I'm Vanilla and Chocolate. Coffee-flavored ice cream. I'll tell you my favorite ice cream cone is called the Nestle Drumstick. Oh, okay, sure. You just get them in a package. Yep. It's my yep. favorite ice cream. I'll take yep. that any day over any of your, your fancy Franklin Fountain ice creams. Yep. Franklin Fountain now.
1: Yeah, very down good. Down in
0: Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. They all the nerds dress up in their old time like a pop-a-carry uh, gear, stupid
1: mustaches, stupid
0: yeah. mustache, right? Uh,
1: yeah. Speaking of which, uh, have yet to try it, but uh, just opened a couple of weeks ago, I believe. Down just straight down the street for me, I could walk out, make a right, and go about a mile and a half down at Tenth and Oregon. I have uh, Nifty Fifties. Oh, okay. With the uh, with the old milkshakes, get a little chocolate banana milkshake from Nifty Fifties. Maybe my favorite dessert, right there.
0: Banana, huh?
1: Yeah, banana, chocolate banana. It's it's basically a chocolate shake with little chunks of banana in it.
0: Bananas, uh, bananas do not fall into the dessert category for me, Chip. Bananas are a punishment for being old and having to be healthy. You have to eat a banana in the, in the morning. Sure, and then I don't want any part of bananas the rest of the day.
1: I gotcha. All I right. Got you. By the way, uh, Johnny Goodtime said uh, my gal and I used to go to the old malt shop and put two straws into a beef honeycomb tripe shake. And simpler, simpler times. times. It, was, it was simpler times. Yeah.
0: Simpler times. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Chip, you're a comedian. Well, we uh, well, I'll say you're I'll say you're a great comedian. One of my favorites. Thanks. Thank you. Our, I think one comedian we uh, we both admire. Yep. Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Sure. Right. One yeah. of the uh, one of the greats, one of the guys who's been in the biz a long time, one of the guys who's really paid his dues. I would say.
1: Oh yeah, he's paid many people's dues.
0: Yes, uh, I think the thing about Jim, he's, he's a clean comedian, pretty yes. much clean, right? Yeah. Along mm-hmm. the lines of a Brian Regan.
1: Oh, uh, he's exactly the two of them. Who yeah. I I'm actually working with a kid right now uh, over Zoom, and yeah. his uh, his mom. He really loves comedy, but he you know he just does. He's nine and she was like would you work with him like once a week or so we sit down for like a half hour and we go over like we were like write jokes together and it's hard for a 9 year old for me to understand what like what a 9 year old likes what a 9 year old understands what's appropriate first two comedians i give him Brian Regan Jim Gaffigan
0: and he's that and he's probably like this is
1: awesome i mean he it's the greatest thing in the world it's yeah he can't can't get enough of it
0: so gaffigan basically his base is everyone Midwest. Yes. He yes. has the Midwest kind of charm himself being from Indiana.
1: He is Bob and Tom. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um, so, you know, and politically, he's never really co- goes out with political jokes. But on Facebook, he literally just unleashed last night and he he's fed up and, yep. and rightly so. And he called out Trump as a con man. Mm-hmm. And he basically said to his base, like, guys, he's a con man. We all know it. And I think he equated it so well. He's saying like, when I I was a kid, I was a Cubs fan and you stick with your team no matter what, but Trump is a traitor. He's a con man. And let's just, you know, deep down, everyone knows it. He knows he's pissing off his base, maybe some, but hopefully he's reaching out and he's just, you know, people are going to be enlightened and be like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. I thought it was a super brave move. A lot of people are like oh no you're 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 dividing your your immense base in half now yeah. and he's like and today he came out he's like no i'm not apologizing it's exactly what he felt he yeah. had enough so you know someone like you whose business is being a comedian entertaining the masses what's your take on someone like jim just you know speaking the truth
1: Well, you know, it's been interesting up until I saw those tweets, like I've been a a big Trump supporter. And then I read those tweets (laughs) and it made me really, you know, just reevaluate what I thought about. I was like, you know, he has some points. Yeah. That's the way that made you
0: think a little bit, right?
1: Yeah. You know, you know, it actually, it really hit home with me because I I think I've been compared to, and I'm I'm not saying uh, success wise or brilliance or hilarity wise, as far as Brian Regan or or Jim Gaffigan. But like, I've always been somebody on stage who's been pretty, uh, you know, not super offensive, not super edgy. I try to keep I want people to like me to try to get mass appeal. And that's what those guys do. And they people love them. And they're they're relatively clean. And they you know, they can do that. And they they kind of stay out of politics. And you know, I'll get into it sometimes on Facebook or or Twitter or whatever. But like, I don't talk about it a lot on stage. And first of all, because I'm not and I think it's probably with those guys too. I, I, I've met Brian Regan once or twice. I, I've, I've never met Jim Gaffigan, but like, it, th- I'm not good at arguing. I, I'm not, I, I don't like arguing. I right. don't, because I always want to find, if I'm in an argument, like I want to find the truth. I want to find what the best solution is, what the truth is. I don't need to win. I don't like, I want to learn something. And if I'm if I'm going against somebody who just wants to argue and just wants to win, I'm going to lose because I'm just going to shut down and be like, whatever, fuck you. I'm done. Like, I just can't, I'm not, I don't like that, you know? So, you know, so, so as a comedian, sometimes it's easy just to kind of stay in your lane and do that thing. And, and, you know, there are edgier comedians or more political comedians or more outspoken comedians. And for somebody like Jim Gafkin and to and again, he's, by the way, he is definitely going to lose a lot of fans because of that. Uh, And obviously he showed that he doesn't care. Yeah. Great. Uh, but it's like, yeah, don't be a coward uh, because this is di- this is different. These times are different. And anybody yeah. who's listening, uh, you know, anybody that I know and I, I know some people who are might vote Trump or, or have or, you know, lean conservative or whatever. I, I don't care anymore. Like I don't. And like this is the thing that uh, I was so excited to see. And, and, you know, and, you know, it's like you, you'll get critics on either side because gaffigan some people are like well he should have said something four years ago he should have said something this whole time and it's like well he's saying it now you know like he's saying it like you know and because and it is like this is this is different it's like i I wasn't a fan of romney i didn't vote for him but whatever if you want to vote for romney fine i wasn't a you know i didn't vote for mccain uh if you voted for even bush you know it's like i i didn't like bush but like if you voted for him fine this is different this totally is, different. Donald Trump is. This is. A, it's a totally different situation. Uh, he's. He's. He's not capable. He's. He's not. So many top government officials and past government officials and past White House cabinet members have gone on record saying he is completely unfit to be president. He's mm-hmm. obviously a disaster. Um, haven't been able to see or touch any family members for the last yeah. six months, basically because. I'm not saying it's completely his fault, but he got rid of the entire pandemic, you know, team yeah. and, uh, and, he, and just the, the hate and the cruelty that he's, that he's put out there and that he's supporting and that he's, that he's pushed over the last four years is just, is ridiculous. And it's, and, and it's like, it's, it's the breaking point. Like, this is not like, I can't just be polite anymore. And, 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 and I'm gl- so glad somebody like Jim Gafkin did that because he has this yeah voice and this, reach of millions and millions of people that we we obviously don't but um
0: yeah I think that's the important thing that you mentioned is it's the reach you know what I mean and it goes along with like the Black Lives Matter movement they're like well why why are NBA players important it's because it's the reach yeah it's because we admire them for what they do um and then if they bring light to something like this, it's important, it reaches more people, puts it in a different uh perspective, yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was great, and I'm really happy he did it. And uh, you know, it's just an important thing to do. And I love, I mean, I've loved Jim for years. This is a funny story. This is just one of those gathering hey, things. Did you
1: meet him? Did yeah. you, inter- you interviewed him? That's right, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I interviewed
0: ago. him, Todd Marone, my old podcast yeah. partner, interviewed him with an old timey tape recorder. And Jim literally That's could great. not focus. He was laughing so hard. Like Todd <laughs> walked into the room and Jim's like, Todd from use wigs. And, and he's like, what do you got there? And, and uh, Todd's like, it's a tape recorder. I'm interviewing you. He goes, that thing's the size of a motorcycle, Todd. <laughs> and you know, Gaffigan's big dude and Todd's little. Yeah. Um, but the thing about Jim was back in 2002, I started use wigs, my, humor site, you know, I just used to write satire pieces. And I would write under all these different names to make it seem like there were more people. Back in 2002, there weren't blogs. Right. So not everyone had a website. So I had a lot of traffic. And at the end of 2002, I put a list together, best of 2002. And back in 2002, like Gaffigan was a name that comedians kind of knew. He wasn't, he had some like a small bit on a TV show. Right. Right. I named him comedian of the year. And it was just on my website. A day later, I get the longest, nicest email from Jim Gaffigan. And he's oh, just like, great. he's like, hey, man, my my uh, a comedian sent me this. And he's, that's really nice of you. Like, it's just so nice to be on the internet. You know, it was like early yeah. days. He's like, people appreciate the internet. And he's just like, I have some videos I could show. And it's like pre-YouTube. Yeah. And I'm just like, whatever you got, Jim, send my way. And for years, like I would just post his stuff. I wrote a book. It was like my writings from used wigs. I put a little book together and he blurbed it. And he was like, so nice. He was so appreciated back then. And then for like, you know, a couple of years after he would, he was always there. And he's always a super nice guy. Um, And then about 10 years ago, I guess, maybe 10 years ago, eight, 10 years ago, my wife and I were in a tower theater and we we're all excited. We got second row seats to see Gaffigan. So we had four tickets. My, sister-in-law and her husband were coming with us. Last minute, something happened with uh, Heather. They couldn't go. And we're at the place. She calls up. She's like, you know, we can't go. We totally understood why. So we had two extra tickets and you might, this might resonate with you being a comedian. We literally were second row dead center. Jim Gaffigan here. We're here. Yeah. So Kelly goes, Oh, I'll just go up to the top tippy top row, the tower theater grab a couple and see if they want to come sit with us. Yeah. Oh, that's great. But she actually, I think she goes, why don't you, do you want to do it? I'm like, it'd be a little creepy if I went up as a guy being like, Hey, you being a very sweet, pretty woman, you know, she went up there and she literally went to the back and just goes, This is weird, but we have two extra seats. And would you like to come And a guy and the woman are just like, Oh, sure. They came down and it was like Kelly, me, the guy. And his wife, yeah. they were like our age show starts within the first joke. This guy, I'm a loud laugher. Like I love laughing. This guy was destroying me in volume and happiness. He was like almost having a, he was loving it so much. He's literally like putting his hand on me going, Oh my God. <laughs> like the whole time it made the experience. One of the best times I've ever had at a comedy show. Oh, like goodness. I was literally, it was one of Jim's best shows. And just the way his joy came across was awesome. Now, you, if you were to show yep. and you saw like two empty seats right in front, even though you sold out the building, would you be any sort of focusing on why are oh, there two yeah.
1: seats? Oh, yeah. You're always wondering. A, because you're like, well, why couldn't I fill those seats? <laughs> and then B, it's also like, are they going to come in halfway through the show and be disruptive? There you go. Yeah. But boy, best case scenario all around for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but and by like, the by the way, and just not to belabor this, but but the thing with uh, with Gaffigan that I really liked too was the fact that like not only did he did it, and he laid it out too, and he was angry, but he like laid, he laid it out it very, about fifteen very, tweets. Yeah, and I was like, this is he's racist, he's cruel, he's unfit. Uh, you know, and you know basically like we all know this. And then when he was called out on it, because you know everybody always like, oh, the next day it's like. Well, I didn't really mean it, and he's gonna walk it back because a, an agent said so, or he felt like he should apologize. He's like, no, fuck you. I'm, this is, di-. and like to come from somebody like him who's yeah. so mild mannered to be like, this is the line in the sand. This is ridiculous. I'm crossing it. And it's like, I hope it gives more people that, I mean, it gave me, I feel like a little bit more like, yeah, hope, and, and courage to be like, no, screw you. If you, if you, and I, I'll say right now on this little podcast for little, whoever's listening, if you vote for Donald Trump, you're promoting racism, cruelty, hate, um, and, and a completely unfit leader who doesn't believe in the Constitution, and you're a terrible person, and you know it deep down, and if you, if, you, if oh, well, I don't like Joe Biden too much because he's too, I, I know some people are like, well, he's going to be a little too liberal, he's going to be too progressive, he's going to be Ronald Reagan, he says it's Ronald <laughs> Re- it's, it's, he's so middle of the road. And, uh, and it's just, you are, and, and I, I, you are a bad person. If yeah. you, if you, and it's like, if you voted for Mitt Romney in 2012 or whatever it was, Hey, that's your prerogative. And that's, yeah, I get it. If you voted for even Bush, if you voted for, for, for McCain, you know, what? Hey, we have different opinions, but that's okay. This is different. You're, you're a bad person. If you, if you vote for Trump, and, and, and you know, it, and you should be ashamed of yourself. And even for people that I know who do it, I look down upon you and I, and, and, and it's, it's, it's a, it's, you should feel shame. You should really feel shame because it's just coming from a place of hate or fear. And uh, it's a
0: cruelty is the point.
1: Cruelty. It really is. It's It's about about cruelty. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, and and, you know, and I've, I've also like, and people are like, well, you know, I've just, I've lost a lot of friends from high school, not even friends, but like Facebook friends from like high school and that type of thing. And it's like, well, should politics, you know, it's like, you will just don't talk about it. It's like, this isn't politics. This, this is, is different. Yeah. If you support somebody like that, I don't want you to support me. I don't want you to come to my comedy shows. I don't want you to be friends with me. I don't want you to call me or talk to me. I don't want to associate with you. And I think a lot of people, and I think hopefully more people put that out there because it's not, because it is different. It's, it's not like, oh, we just like different, we have different political views. If you're a conservative person, you know, politically, that's, that's totally respect. I respect that. And that's totally fine. But yeah, this is
0: this is so out of that realm it has nothing to do with conservative and liberal it is like a monster has taken over and we just have to get rid of it however yep. we can we have to desensitize people to what they bought into we have to take fox news off of people's tvs yep. somehow if if you go to relatives older relatives do the child protection yeah. lock on Fox, do whatever you can. Yeah, It's a, it's of a utmost importance. And yeah. I, and I, yeah. And so kudos to to Jim, to you, anyone who has a platform.
1: And, and, know, and by the way, and it's like the thing too, where, and there is that thing where it's like, he should have been saying this all along and I, that thing. And it's like, yeah. And there are people out there have been crusading for years and are very political. And like my hand, my heart goes out to them. And like, and, but it's just a different thing to see somebody who, who just kind of had it. He's just, I'm done. He's like, I can't do this anymore. I can't just stay quiet. We, we need to, we need to speak out. And this is, this is crazy. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. the breaking point. Everyone yeah. reaches it. And whenever you do just as long as you do reach that breaking point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, we have, I want to talk about, I want to give a shout out. I think we got about 10 minutes left, Chip, 10 minutes left. We're about an hour 20 into yeah. our hour and a half podcast.
1: Oh, by the um, way, uh, could we go back to the statement that the amazing Jonathan made about George H.W. Bush in 1989? Yep. Okay. So what I'd like to do is that um, I, don't, I don't know. There, that was that was just another comedian talking about something political 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Johnny, Johnny, good times. Chip says he doesn't like to be political. Oh, really? Because if my memory serves me, he was one of the first comedians to speak out against. 20 prunes could do support for the Holly Smoot tariff.
1: Well, you know, wow. I, I will say I, Holy crap. Johnny, bringing was, the thunder that was an early cause of mine. All right. Yeah.
0: Chip, I know you're a big guy. You're into haircuts. You're into looking good. You Obviously. have your, who's your barber, Chip. You always give him a shout out.
1: Yeah. Rick hashtag Rick job, Rick Giuliani. Rick job. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I call him former comedian. He's still in the comedy community very funny guy, really good guy. And just, uh, amazing. I, call, I, I, you always hate to miscategorize somebody barber, hairstylist, yeah, stylist. St- he's stylist, uh, but really good at what he does up at a uh, DNA salons up in Northern liberties, right across from the piazza or a block away from there. And, uh, I can show you what's going on with my hair right now.
0: Oh my God.
1: Um, he has not touched this. He's not taking credit for this. No. That would be, unfair. you have many
0: different looks depending on what you do. Chris Gaines.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, I you just, got, I you haven't, got Chris, you got a little, um, yeah, it's Chris Gaines. I think this is, uh, here's uh, Alfalfa from, uh, yeah. the, uh, I the little it. rascals. Uh, and then this is, uh, this is, this is my, maybe my favorite one. Uh, it might be hard to see this and it's grown out a little bit, but, um, uh, 19 year old, uh, <laughs> playing in a primus tribute band. <laughs> uh, my, I, I will say my, my lovely wife, uh, Kim, oh, love it. at my request did a great job. This is about a month or so ago. She shaved, she did the under, I think it's yeah, cut. Yeah. She shaved uh, all around the sides and the back. So all of this big hair is just on top.
0: It's, yeah,
1: it's kind of grown out, but we shaved it down and then left it. But yeah, I, I just haven't been to the barber because of well, once yeah. again, I don't like to bring it up, but we've been staying in the house pretty much oh, okay. uh, for Leska. So uh, so that's, yeah, so I'm right. I do... If
0: you guys want to stay in the house, that's your yep. right.
1: So all I do is wear hats uh, now. Just I tuck it up. As the kids say,
0: Chip, that's a sweet head of lettuce you got going there. Thank sweet you. Sweet head of lettuce. You, Yours is looking good too, by the way. got to tell you, I had a great barber experience, Chip. Um, I was having ice cream, not an old-fashioned ice cream, not a okay. like, uh, cabbage and cream. I was having yeah. a uh, vanilla chocolate swirl at Strollo's in Belmar. I look across the street, new barbershop called the Handsome Devil Barbershop, okay. Main Street, and I said, if that's a barbershop that wants to attract handsome devils, I'm there.
1: Obviously, yeah. It's like they're calling. They should have just called the Jeff Lyons. It was like the bat signal cuttery. was out, right? Yeah.
0: Clarion call. Uh, set up an appointment online. I love. I love barbers now. The high end. Go on there. Schedule. Time. Pick your guy. Pay
1: online. Do it all. Like you. Know, that's so, what. That's what DNA. I. I love great. it. There's no waiting in line. It's no. A, yeah, it's great.
0: So I um and they're like choose your barber and it's all these super
1: hip, handsome looking guys that yeah, look devils,
0: like, maybe what's it handsome looking devils, handsome devils. Yes. Yeah. They did not lie when they called the place, handsome devils, all really good looking, like very well done tattoos. Not right. like, you know, like just, Oh, here's Mickey mouse um with a uh, spliff in his mouth and a Rasta wig. Right. No, this like, is
1: like very thought out <laughs> here. Scene. Here's the entire scenery of the first First act of the never-ending story
0: right and then the soprano scene three here no this is like these guys very interior look so i choose alex i sit down right away from the get-go like super nice like just a jovial guy you know this guy gets it and i'm like hey i'm talking like sometimes you go to barbie you're like i don't need to talk and he said i'm like you know how's business He's like oh good you know well I was in a business where I was working festivals with another guy. We had a business. We go on tour with like punk bands and stuff. I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. He's like, yeah, because these bands are all touring. They don't have time for haircuts and I'm a trained barber and I'm also in a band. I'm like, oh, okay. And he goes, yeah, we were in a band. We're on hi- hiatus now. So like, I'm really getting back into the bar. I'm like, cool. I'm like, what's your band? He goes, oh, uh, we're Gaslight Anthem. And I'm like, Hey, what? I know. And I said, Oh yeah, and he goes, Have you heard? I'm like, uh yeah. And I just like joking, I go, super solid five albums in the past like 12 years. Yeah, I think I heard, you know, like doing that whole thing. He yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you heard of us. We had for the next 20 minutes, maybe one of the best conversations just about music industry. He was so forthcoming. Like I wasn't being a fanboy or I wasn't delving, yeah, but I was just asking him questions like about the business. About a doc I saw, like I saw, I'm like, hey, I saw a documentary on, on a 2006 about a band face to face. He's like, oh, I love those guys. And I'm like, one of the interesting things in the doc was they were on tour, their song just hit big. And the guy from the Mighty Mighty Boston said to him, Hey, why is your manager on tour with you? He should be back in the office making calls, booking you guys, doing stuff. He shouldn't, you need a road manager, a tour manager. And I'm telling Alex this. He's like, Jeff, was the guy who told him this Gettleman from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones? I'm like, yeah, why? He goes, he told us the same thing. When we first started out, we were playing with the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. This guy is a business dude. And all he does is he takes all these young bands. He's like, you guys, your first tour, here's what you do. You need a road manager, a business manager. You need to put your money here. You need to do this. And he said, like, all these young bands have gotten the talk from the one guy in Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. His name's Gettleman, who's helped out, like, endless bands. So I'm like, oh, that is so cool.
1: That's amazing.
0: And so he just started telling me, like, all these fun stories. And I'm like, don't let this haircut end. They got taken under the wing of Bruce Springsteen Gaslight Anthem. They're from Jersey. There were comparisons of, you know, Brian Fallon singing their lead singer. So they toured with, they did shows with Bruce. So they knew Bruce. So he said one of his last, last fall, he was walking through Red Bank with his wife and Bruce literally was like at Jack's music. And he's like, Alex. And he's like, Hey, he's like "Uh, hey Bruce. uh, My wife and I just bought a house. We're having a housewarming party tonight. We're just doing stuff. If you want to come by. Bruce's like, yeah, I'm coming by. And he's like, sure you are. And he's like, oh, no, I'm coming by. So Alice's first thing he did was called up all of his problematic friends who were coming to the party. <laughs> and he's just basically like, guys. And he goes, problematic friends, meaning my friends, three of my aunts, like anyone who would embarrass me and be like, Yeah, guys, play it cool. Yeah. Guys, play it cool guys yeah. play it cool so pretty much he has this housewarming party bruce and his wife show up and he said pretty much everyone played it cool because i told him to And if he didn't tell anyone in the door just to open he said it would have been like bedlam. like oh of his course aunts, his aunts would have, with jersey aunts would have been like oh ah! yeah yeah so not only did he give me great stories and a great haircut and he like told me all these little tips about how to deal with my calic um I'm like now excited for like my next every month. I'm coming back to Belmar for this little story time.
1: Because not only are you getting a good haircut, you're—I mean, you're getting—you're uh, getting your own rock documentary. Oh, it as is. you to get a haircut. Yeah. I,
0: on our next podcast, I have two other stories. I will tease this. This will be a new topic of ours. It's like haircuts with Alex. Yeah. And he had two other very interesting little story tidbits. But again, if anybody wants to go get a great haircut in a Belmont area, Handsome Devil, it's awesome. Totally, maybe the most like going by every COVID guideline you would imagine. Like they're just Good. so in there, take you station to station. You wear the mask, they know how to do it. You know, it was just one of the most lovely experiences I've had. at getting making a handsome devil even more
1: handsome and and a hell of a haircut yeah right yeah
0: chip we hit the uh one hour 30 minute mark we did 90 of them we only got to like probably half of the stuff on our big list of podcast things to do well that means we got to do another one very soon we got to do another one very soon um is there anything you would like to uh end the show with anything you want to talk about any
1: uh uh, yeah, I just hope everybody's staying safe, having a yeah. good time. I, you know, I'm kind of looking for it's, it. You know, I feel like time obviously doesn't exist right now. And it's yeah. just been in a vacuum. And it's, this is usually the time of year where I'm sad to see summer go and for, twofold. Because up until a few years ago, I was a teacher, you know, and yeah. like autumn was always sort of a sad time of year because it was like, got to go back to school, got to go back to teaching or whatever. The last couple of years, I haven't had to do that obviously, so that, that's not not a thing. And I'm just looking for the nicer, looking forward to maybe some nice September weather. It's usually pretty hot in September, I guess, but like some nice crisp autumn days, hopefully get outside. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. Oh, and uh, if anybody wants to listen to, if you haven't before, uh, two years ago tonight, uh, I was at Helium Comedy Club with about 200 or so of my closest friends and uh, recorded my last album, Swingers Party. Uh, yep, but I was were, there. It was you were great. there. You were there laughing heartily.
0: Yep, and,
1: uh, it, uh, if listen to that, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple music. It's on wherever you, wherever you get your, just type fine. in
0: chip chantry swingers party into Google and they'll give you many different ways to uh, yes. buy it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, check that out. Um, check me out at, uh, at chip chantry at Instagram and, uh, uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. also at that when everybody to do this, Everybody who's listening right now, everybody who's watching right now, uh, if you're an Instagram fan and you want a fun Instagram page, it's me and a buddy of mine. Uh, Go to at fur underscore sticks. F-U-R underscore sticks, S-T-I-C-K-S. It's it's me and my buddy Joe. And all we do is take pictures of our cats and sometimes dogs, uh, but mostly our cats' paws. It's not a picture for cats. It's only pictures of cat paws in weird positions. And it's called at for sticks, fur underscore sticks. Follow that. And uh, also follow me. I have a much funnier uh, Twitter page. So I usually use at Chip Chantry, but usually I go by the name of uh, at used Wigs, And that's a much funnier one that I go oh, okay. by. Okay. So I'll check follow, that out. Uh, it's a very dumb
0: name. It's used... a very, well, very dumb name. But... I didn't
1: have a lot of time. I just threw something together.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have to say, uh, fur sticks on Instagram, artistic and adorable. Thank
1: you, thank you.
0: Yeah. All right, everybody. I have absolutely nothing going on. I'm growing grass in my backyard. I'm excited about, so hopefully that will uh, that will grow soon. Yep. I'm going to play us out, Chip, and we will see. You hopefully, in about a week, week or yes. two, we'll, we have many more topics.